parents, we were so sure we found the thing we knew would work for our toddler. But why do, in some instances, our toddler's behavior get worse before it gets better? Hi, parents. I just wanted to tell you really quick about my new guide. It's called The Three Steps to Less Meltdowns and the Toddler Holiday Survival Guide. This is brand new. So it includes the three steps to less meltdowns, including the proactive skills, parenting toolkit, and praise moments. And then I included my toddler holiday survival guide that includes common holiday toddler struggles. We just been through Thanksgiving and now we have some other celebratory holidays coming up, uh, depending on what you celebrate. And so I want to help you rock the holidays with your toddlers. So I included my festive flow framework, silent nights, sleepy delights, deck the halls with calm, sleigh ride smoothness for those travel and trips, safe festive spaces, Frosty's friendly faces for that stranger danger and celebratory comfort cues, what pocket phrases, what to do if a family member maybe says something or asks something of your toddler that does not align with your parenting style or preferences. And then at the very end, I included some awesome surprise bonuses. So the link is in the show notes to get this guide. When we try to guide our toddlers towards more appropriate behavior, we might see some ups and downs. Let's talk about why toddler's behavior might get worse before it gets better and why sometimes toddlers might surprise us by improving right away. So what is going on? We are going to break this down on why it gets worse before it gets better and why it gets better right away. So let's start with behavior getting worse before it gets better. So our toddlers are testing the waters. They are curious. They're exploring. They are naturally developing and testing boundaries. And when we set new limits with them, like not allowing something we did before or following through with consistent boundaries and consequences. Our toddlers might not understand right away why the rules have changed or why we've changed things up on them. So this is why it can be really confusing for our toddlers if we're always changing up what we're saying. Then it becomes unfamiliar, unsafe, and unreliable to our toddler. It's okay if we do make a change, but if we're being thoughtful about it and being consistent with it, then our toddler will understand and then they can follow along. So toddlers might test new limits more to see if the same actions still get the same results. Our toddlers are little scientists and that innate ability of theirs is something that is wonderful in its own way, even though it is very testing and trying for us as parents. So what is this frustration station with toddlers? Imagine if you suddenly couldn't do something that you've always been able to do. This can be very frustrating. Your favorite way of asking for a cookie doesn't work anymore. Maybe As parents, we are requiring our toddler to not just whine or cry or point for the cookie. We actually want them to 
ask for it. And because we know they have a little bit more language skills that they are going to be able to do it. So we are trying to encourage them, but also in some instances require them to ask for it in a more appropriate way. That could cause our toddlers to crank up the volume on behaviors out of frustration before they learn a better way. Because just because our toddlers are capable of it doesn't mean they actually have the language skills and the communication skills. And maybe they aren't used to asking for it at that time. And that's why it's really important to Look for when your toddler is naturally doing things, model communication, practice it, practice it through play when your toddler learns best through play. When we see these kind of situations happen where something was accepted before and now it's not, we can get into frustration station. So this kind of reminds me of if parents were allowing their child to turn down food okay, turn down food that they were eating and um, request the food that they wanted. So a parent served broccoli, toddler does not want broccoli, toddler throws it on the floor or says, no, no, I don't want it and points or grunts for whatever other food they want. If then the parent goes and allows the toddler to have that other food that wasn't being served, let's say, and The toddler knows, hey, I can always deny whatever food my parents or mom gives me because I can always get that snack or treat that I want to get, let's say, um, whatever that may be for your toddler. And then they're denying the first thing they're getting and they're actually kind of controlling the situation and getting the other food item that they wanted and not really eating what is served on their plate. So if a parent all of a sudden changes that up with their toddler and says, I'm giving them a variety of foods, giving them a safe food that they like to eat, let's say the, the common food that they've ate before, they know their toddler will eat it and their toddler is denying it and they're used to getting that extra toddler snack instead When that gets changed up and the parent says, no, this is what was served. This is what there is. You can have any of the things on your plate and you can have more of them, but I'm not going to go get something else, something different. You could see frustration there and that's going to take time. So some of these things, when we change our, how we do things, it takes time for our toddlers to catch up to that. And yeah, they might want to test the waters with that. They might get frustrated because before they were able to deny their food and get the food they wanted and eat whatever they wanted all day, whether it is fruit snacks or goldfish or whatever the toddler had wanted. So that is an example of it can take our toddler's time to adapt and also find the communication as well because Maybe they don't have the actual words to ask for the thing. And maybe they used it, the words in one instance, like we expect that our toddler will ask and use their words for what they want. Uh, Maybe they use it in one instance, but now they're not using it in another. And that can happen with toddlers. There can be an inconsistency in kind of words they pick up and then they don't use. 
And if they are under stress, they're not going to be as likely to retrieve the information, especially if we are placing a demand all of a sudden that they must know how to ask and use a three-word sentence to ask for something. Um, So that can cause frustration. And like, I want to go back to what I said before is making learning fun, learning through play, and then thinking about how and what we require our toddlers to do, especially if we are expecting more of them. So just to consider that. And in that instance, we can see behavior get worse before it gets better. And we can see a communication breakdown because toddlers don't have all the words they need to express themselves yet. And they may have resorted to biting before to get something they wanted. And they got, whether if it was attention or getting the toy they wanted, and that was working for them. Okay. And then if, if we expect them all, you know, all of a sudden, like we expect them not to bite to get a toy and we expect them not to bite to get our attention, then we also want to think about how are we teaching that in a way our toddler is going to learn and we, and has lots of practice and opportunities and not just a standalone time where we kind of have this expectation. Hey, you did this one time or we talked about it one time. Now you should be able to do it all the time because our toddlers need a lot of repetition to be able to add communication to their toolbox. So in summary, toddler behavior, it can get worse before it gets better. Sometimes it's because of introducing new consequences or boundaries, or sometimes it's due to a lack of skills and feeling frustration or feeling like what they used to do wasn't working. And so we can see more acting out. Maybe you see increased behavior, like more hitting, more biting, more screaming. And so that's where I really think proactive strategies are important. And finding small wins, breaking things down for our toddlers And just because we do see behavior getting worse before it gets better, that doesn't necessarily mean that we should stop doing what we're doing, but it does mean we need to consider, we need to consider how our methods, how we're teaching it, and are we giving plenty of learning opportunities that are fun and not stressful for our toddler? Because we don't want our toddlers' brains to go offline and then expect them to be able to do things or ask for things in a certain way. Okay, we're going to talk about when behavior gets better right away after the break. Hey, mamas, let's take a quick break. I wanted to share with you Meltdown Mastery, the listening and skilled toddler mini course. Get helpful tools sent straight to your inbox and get your child to listen in two seconds. Imagine a calm home with less meltdowns. Go to the show notes for the link or head to twinmomroadmap.com backslash guides for super helpful tools and resources. Also, become a part of our cozy Facebook community for support, conversation, and double the laughter. Link in show notes to join. All right, we are back from the break and behavior can get better right away. So yes, there are instances where our toddler's behavior can get worse before it gets better, but there are times where it can get better right away. And thank goodness, because as parents, that makes us feel like we can 
make progress. And we can have wins right away. So aha moments for our toddlers. What are those? Toddlers can have sudden bursts of understanding. If they learn that using a word or a sign means they get their favorite toy faster, they might switch to this new behavior. And it's kind of like a light bulb going off for them. It's quicker, easier, and gets them what they want faster. When our toddlers learn the sign or the word more, the sign for more or the say the word more, and they get more of the food that they want that's on their plate, they realize that is so much easier than trying to point or whine and then not really getting what they want fast when they realize when they ask for more Cheerios and they get what they want faster, they're going to be more inclined to say more Cheerios and use the words to get exactly what they want instead of playing a guessing game. That kind of reminds me of when my toddlers were still working on a lot of their communication and they had some words, but not a lot of words. And they were just in early toddlerhood. And I remember they would be whining and pointing and, you know, it would be kind of like, a guessing game of what they wanted because there was a few things. It's like, did you want, did you want more of this or this? No, that's not it. Did you want this? And then they kind of could go into a meltdown over that because they weren't getting what they wanted, but they didn't know how to say it. And if they weren't able to reach and touch it, they couldn't show me. So that kind of shows that, you know, when the communication is there, and it clicks for them, that's when our toddlers can have an aha moment, whether it's communication or it's figuring out how to walk up the stairs or put shoes on, or even understanding concepts like, you know, the reason we don't touch the pan on the stove is because it's hot and they understand the concept of hot, which I think is interesting. Like my toddlers right now, they're two and a half, and they are asking me if everything is hot or cold. You know, when we go to the playground and the slide, they are concerned, is it hot or cold? If I serve them like mac and cheese for a meal, they're asking me, is it hot or cold? And then they touch it, but they always want to ask me. They don't want it to be hot because they know they've made that connection now that they don't want to burn their finger or they don't want to burn their mouth. Obviously, I'm careful with checking it first for them, but they don't want to go down a slide that feels hot and like burns their leg. They're starting to understand they can have these aha moments and they can get something right away. So that is when we can see that. And then positive attention is another way that we can see behavior getting better right away. So toddlers love attention. If they notice using a gentle touch or playing more gently gets them more positive praise, big smiles, happy voices from adults, they might start doing it more. And that positive reaction from grownups feels good. So they're going to repeat the behavior. When a toddler is sharing with a sibling and we call it out, wow, that was such great sharing with your brother. We see this more and I'm seeing this right now with my toddlers. One of my twins might get upset because they want a toy that their brother has. And then the other one is like notices he wants the toy and then shares it with him. 
And it was a really great share. And I'm always, you know, say, wow, that's such a great job sharing. And sometimes I also have to say, wow, you're doing such a good job sharing, but it's time that your brother shares with you too, because we don't want it to be one-sided. But it's also so great to see that, that sharing, that understanding, and that attention. So instead of fighting over a toy, now my twins are offering to share with each other. And of course, that that is always a dynamic moving thing because, and it could be a strength in one toddler more than another. And I, and I see that with my twins right now too. One has uh, the strength of sharing a little bit more than the other, but it, they, they kind of work together in that way. Also for positive attention, if a toddler is throwing a toy or hitting, right, and that is attention-seeking behavior, and it is being ignored and redirected to something more appropriate, or it's getting some kind of a consequence, like when they throw the toy is then removed, then they learn not to throw and that they are going to hand the toy to their sibling or peer or to mom or dad. They, uh, so they get a better response when they do that as opposed to throwing. This is really interesting too. And that's why I think consistency is so important because my toddlers, they're very physically active and they love, love to throw. So we've had to have a lot of replacements for them. Instead of throwing toys in cups and food, you know, let's go throw appropriate things like balls and let's go throw other things or let's go do something else more appropriate. That's not throwing, but I, I definitely, I know they like to throw. So we're going to throw a ball and we can go outside or let's incorporate other things, right? But the thing is, just being consistent has paid off because... I have been very consistent with them about not reinforcing their throwing behavior because I noticed when I just focus on the not throwing, it just, they were just throwing more. So like, for example, if they were throwing their, their milk cups or their water cups after they were done drinking it, and if I focus on them throwing it, they would just throw it more. So what I kind of had to do was ignore the reaction when they threw it, even though every time I want to have a reaction like, ah, oh, not again. But, you know, I hold that I, I keep that in and I don't give a reaction. And I've been very consistent with that. And then I put the water cup back on their tray and say, let's try again. Okay. Hand me the water cup and thank you. You're welcome. And so now they'll hand me their water cup all the time saying, thank you, <laughs> thank you. And I'll be like, you're welcome. And they are handing me more and more things that they used to throw. Because part of it is that they are having that aha moment and it's consistent, but it's also that consistent positive praise for the behaviors we want to see and not feeding or fueling the behaviors we don't. And this example works because they were probably just throwing it to be toddlers and to explore. They probably also started throwing it because they like the attention they were getting from me when they threw it. So when I realized that the attention-seeking behavior was playing into just natural toddler developmental phases, that to really hold back on the feedback on when they throw it and just giving them that 
praise for when they did hand it to me. And that's really cool to see as well. That huge, it's like a huge difference now in them with handing me things as opposed to throwing them, especially their water and their milk cups. So our third point I want to make here with behavior can get better right away. I guess like (laughs) that example was a little bit of a progression, but it didn't really get worse because I didn't feed into the attention seeking behavior or I think it, you know, it definitely would have increased, right? So sometimes things can get worse because we're encouraging. Whereas other times some things like behavior can feel to us as the parents is getting worse because the other reasons we talked about earlier, boundary testing, frustration, and kind of a breakdown in communication. This just shows like consistency, but also when your toddler is to the level they can understand, that's going to show the result. And you can get wins right away. Like I did see wins right away with them handing me their water cups. However, I'm seeing even more wins long-term. So I guess what I'm saying is it's a little bit of a snowball effect where I was seeing wins right away, even though they still did sometimes throw. Now I'm really seeing a difference. So the last one I want to talk about is natural development. So as our toddlers' language skills improve, they start to understand more about the world and they naturally might stop certain behaviors and start new ones. They're learning every day. Sometimes they just wake up being able to do new things or try things differently. And so that plays a lot into sometimes when we just see behaviors getting better right away, maybe their language skills have improved and they're better at asking for things. Maybe they've seen other kids do it and now they're able to absorb it better and do kind of bigger kid activities. You might just see that they start to pick up on things like pretend play with their toys better. That also means that their imagination, their cognitive growth is increasing. And so when we do show them things, they're more likely to pick it up. So that is also kind of another thing in their natural development that might feel like we're getting our toddler behavior to get better right away when we try something. So that all kind of depends on when we're doing it in their development. You know, so there there are so many just different factors with that. So the example that I really wanted to share with this natural development is I mentioned before, my toddlers are big throwers. Like I mentioned before that they were you know, they're throwing their milk cups. They like to throw toys and that that is like a big thing for them. And me just trying to find replacement activities for them and the such to throw appropriately. Because if you if you haven't listened to my podcast about toddlers climbing on the couch, that's a really interesting one where I talk about risk taking behavior, how it's part of natural development and how to find other ways to get that energy and development in for your toddler. Um, So just referencing that episode, but my toddlers love to throw, as I was saying, they they love to throw. And that that was challenging kind of going through that with them and not giving attention to when they were throwing because it was attention seeking, but also having consequences, taking the toy away when they threw it. But also just like navigating that was challenging 
with them. And they really didn't understand it 100%. And that's something I talk about in my course, Meltdown Mastery, The Listening and Skilled Toddler. I talk about incongruent behavior and how our toddlers might not totally understand the concepts in which they are doing or we are expecting from them. And so what we see is them doing something or saying something while doing the opposite thing. That That is cognitive dissonance. And so that could be like, if you tell your toddler, don't hit, and then they're just there, they start hitting you and say, don't hit, don't hit. Part of that could be this, they really don't understand the concept of what you're trying to tell them and what hitting really is. And they're just attaching the words to the action without really understanding. That is what was also happening with my toddlers with throwing. And so I think it's really interesting. It's like, it just felt like one day they woke up and started understanding it more because now they're telling me, they they kind of just woke up one day and it just seemed like they had so many more words and now they can just repeat anything I say. It doesn't matter. It's like a huge word. They can just kind of repeat it and they have way more language and they are understanding things more. And so now they are telling me about not throwing and, you know, the car stays on the floor, the car goes room, room on the floor, and we don't throw the car. They're t- they're saying it in their own words, but they're telling me all about it. So when one of them threw and I tell them, I say, okay, you can throw balls in the ball pit, in the ball pen, but we don't throw toys. You know, we don't throw toys in the kitchen. Then my toddlers proceeded to tell me about it. They were like, yeah, don't throw it and it go it the car goes on the goes on the floor and they were in of course in their own words but they were telling me about the whole concept and I was like wow they're really understanding this now and that is the beauty of being consistent with our strategies <laughs> with our consequences and with our language if we stay consistent our toddlers are going to when they are naturally ready are going to pick it up. So that is kind of like the aha moment I had in Revelation I had is if if we are telling our toddlers all these different things, we have all these different, like one day we allow throwing and the next day we don't. And then one day there's consequences and one day there's not, or, you know, we're not consistent and simple in our messaging to our toddlers. We are confusing them. But if we stay consistent, with our strategies, with our communication, and with our methods, and we make it on our toddler's level, we will do what we are doing, supporting their safety and supporting what our home values are. And when our toddlers cross that developmental stage and they can really start to understand, they're going to get it faster because We were consistent and it's like, okay, this is what mom has been saying all this time. Now I'm able to really understand it. I'm going to keep my car on the floor instead of chuck it in the air because that was a good reminder from mom. She was just telling me, cars stay on the floor. If I want to throw, I can go in the ball pen and I can throw balls there. And so, yeah, I've had to come up with ideas and outlets for my toddlers to throw 
whether it's, you know, inside in the ball pen, because, you know, sometimes you can't be outside. It's it's downpouring, right? So we we have to be thoughtful on how are we going to get this out? Where can we do it inside or outside, depending on the day and what our options are? Outside, we can throw the balls outside or we can throw that outside. We can throw bean bags. Okay, we can throw or toss the ball to each other. And inside, I decided to have a playpen full of balls and they're allowed to throw it there. You know, that is the one place they're allowed to throw. Now that they've really made that connection, I was very consistent with where they can throw, where they can't, and using this, the language. And now they've naturally reached a developmental stage where they're, they can understand it and kind of tell it back to me. That's pretty cool. And so I am seeing my toddlers throwing a lot less cups and food on the floor, handing me a lot more food, saying thank you when they hand it to me, responding to feedback about throwing and also sharing with each other. So it just shows that, you know, if we introduce these skills early, like turn taking and sharing and waiting, and we talk about it consistently, it will build up over time we will be seen as consistent, safe, and reliable to our toddlers. And they will pick up the concepts and fully understand them more and more and more. Just like as adults, when we're learning something, and it can be overwhelming and kind of confusing at first, but the more we do it, the more we understand it and we have our own breakthroughs. Our toddlers have that too. So those are some great examples of how behavior can get better. And when we make changes, I know some of those were kind of like, they got better, but also because we were doing things, but also we were consistent over time. So that one could argue, okay, that's not right away, but it it can feel like it is right away. But also we can see wins right away. We can try a new strategy. If we were always giving attention to a toddler when they were doing what we didn't want them to do, and their behavior is just getting worse and worse. If we all of a sudden realize we're going to stop giving attention for attention-seeking behavior and give a lot of praise to them and attention for when they are doing the things that are appropriate, and we see a change right away, that is something we can notice literally right away, within minutes or seconds. So I wanted to give a few examples of like a right-away thing that could be a new strategy that you could learn, but also some right away things that were really a buildup over time of consistency. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one. And that wraps up another episode filled with tools and insights to help your parenting journey have clarity and ease. Remember, every child is unique and so is our experience, especially when there's more than one. Keep celebrating those small victories and learning along the way. I'm Heather, your Twin Mama Guide, and until next time, here's to raising skilled, self-regulated toddlers who listen, learn, and love. Take care and see you soon.